Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, I don't know, maybe someday Mark Chams will teach me how to play this if I could feel my fingertips. Anyway, uh, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the show. Good to have you with us. Uh, Tanner Saunders is the man behind the glass making the magic happen. And uh, you have your cell phone handy? All right, it's uh, 12 minutes after 2 o'clock at News Radio 930 WBEN. And in just a few moments, uh, we're going to be treated to emergency broadcast radio um let's see uh hold on here um uh sorry about this guys uh hold on hold on sorry uh Uh, Okay, sorry. Uh, But uh, anyway, in case, sorry, that was a foreign language. Uh, I was speaking in tongues like Tua from the Miami Dolphins, uh, but without any religious significance whatsoever. In my case, I was just babbling uh, relentlessly. So anyway, uh, let's just uh, move on, shall we? Um, We are going to be treated. Where did it go? I've, I've had this email like popped up all day long, and now it decides to desert me. It decides to forsake me when I most am in need of the email for which I am looking. You've got to be bloody kidding me. All right, here it is. Boy, does Tim Wenger ever text early in the morning? Holy cow. Uh, but anyway, um, here's here's the deal. Um, I'm going to read a little email here from Tim Wenger um, of the first family of Buffalo Broadcasting, both Tim and his bride, Susan Rose, members of the Buffalo Broadcast Hall of Fame. Um Tanner Saunders, no doubt, will be before too long. So uh, we're going to see how the test goes off uh, later today. But it's interesting that a lot of people have their phones in silent mode, maybe on vibrate, and never hear calls or alerts in real time. It's the web poll today at WBEN.com. As much as we are immersed in our cell phones, many of us put them on silent and don't want those around us interrupted every time we get a message. As for when this system should be used, people have opinions that Poland Cars was quick to comment on it and tweet about the alert, but it wasn't used for the blizzard. He said, maybe it would be next time. And by the way, that's one of the things that I, in our post-action report of our coverage of the blizzard, said, if you're not going to activate the EAS uh, for the blizzard of 22, if you're not going to close down the city at midnight before the snow hits, of what use is the EAS? Now... I also think in defense of polling cars and Mayor Brown and all the other local politicians of whatever party that in the post-COVID era, nobody wanted to be Scrooge taking Christmas away. 
Nobody wanted to be that individual because it was so close to Christmas, as you well remember. But I should have been, to my own discredit, I should have been very adamant uh, on the air and jumped up and down and said, hey, Mr. County Executive, hey, Al, I actually figured it out. Uh, yeah, said, hey, Mr. County Executive, hey, Mr. Mayor, this would be the time to activate the emergency alert system, and this would be the time to shut down the city at midnight so we don't get people stranded on the roads. I failed to do that, and I should have, because um, I'm sorry, but in some respects, I've got a little more common sense than some of the people in public office, and I happen to be very, very friendly with Byron Brown. Uh, Mark Polencars would probably light me on fire if he had the opportunity to uh, to do so. And I mean literally like Joan of Arc me, you know. I mean like, how's Tom today? Well, he seems to be very well done. Um, so you might be surprised when your cell phone starts going nuts on you. And that's when reality should settle in as we realize how unplugged many people really are. Like uh, my mom just turned 90 years old. And I'm going to presume her cell phone is on. And when her cell phone starts going nuts, she's going to freak out. She's going to not know exactly what is going on. Now, may I just share some brief observations on our nationwide emergency alert system? Okay. First of all, it's an anachronism. Okay. It is an anachronism, and I know it might sound weird saying that something is out of time in date or place because of technology when you're talking about cell phones. But in the event of an electromagnetic pulse attack on America, your cell phone isn't going to work. Okay, your radio probably won't work unless you've got a special fancy radio. That's a Buffalo A. I'm sorry. I'm trying to lose the Buffalo A, but sometimes I just enjoy using it. Um, maybe you've got like a wind up radio or something like that. Maybe that'll work. I don't know. But in the event of an EMP attack, your cell phone is going to be dead uh, because of electromagnetic pulse. Sometimes, guys and ladies, the old ways, the tried and true ways are the best. Now, check this out. Instead of uh, the emergency alert system on radio or TV or cell phone or anything like that, does anybody else remember the old civil defense sirens in your neighborhood? Now, Tanner is looking at me like I just stepped off the spaceship from Uranus. Literally, Uranus. And he is uh, he's perplexed. He's giving me a look of great um, consternation. Tanner Saunders, my dear young man, in the old days, every neighborhood had a civil defense siren. And it was like, you ever watch the World War II movies of the Blitz in London and you hear, okay, it was those kind of things. And maybe once every summer, the civil defense siren would go off. Now you're thinking to yourself, yeah, but that's going to be powered by electricity, which is going to be taken out by an EMP. But what if you, and I don't know the answer to this, I'm not an electrical engineer, but um, what if you had civil defense sirens hooked up to solar panels? Wouldn't that mitigate uh, or eliminate the risk of EMPs in terms of letting people know there's some heavy stuff going down? And do you, I'm just kind of curious, do, do you pay attention to the um, emergency alert system tests because we do them. It's Tanner, it seems like once every week we do them uh, during this show. Does it not? I know that that's not the official schedule. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is my cell phone. There we go. 
This is only a test, folks. Your guys are a minute and a half early, by the way. It was supposed to be 2.20. Apparently our clocks work better than the government clocks. Uh, and let me just read what I just got. This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. The purpose, oh, the purpose is to maintain and improve alert and warning capabilities at the federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial levels and to evaluate the nation's public alert and warning capabilities. No action is required by the public. So your phone just went nuts. How many of you, I'm just kind of curious, uh, we might have some people just tuning in late, not aware of the whole preamble to this conversation. But uh, what, what do you think? Was, was the test worthy? Was it worthwhile? Um, and, and, and frankly, I, I have set my phone, and don't hate me for this, so I don't get the Amber Alert alerts because the past couple of times, well, before I disabled it on my phone, um, it was like, three o'clock in the morning and I'd get some emergency alert, Amber alert about some kid kidnapped from Peekskill, New York. And me being in bed in Buffalo, I'm sorry, I can't help the kid that got kidnapped in Peekskill. I can't do it. All right. Not going to get out of the car and, and cruise around and play cop. I mean, sorry, it's just not my bag. So um, anyway, the uh, emergency alert system. Um, it, it, can you think of a better way of getting information to people that all hell is breaking loose? I mean, in the old days, um, and I can't legally play the sound effect of this, believe it or not, I cannot even play the sound effect of the old EBS tone that is actually a violation of Federal Communications Commission policy. I can't even play it as an exemplar. True story. I read our memos from the legal department here at odyssey but um in the old but i can certainly imitate them um in the old days it used to be no no it used to be like the two tones you ever see mel gibson in signs remember that movie about the crop circles and the aliens that you killed by throwing water on them okay um but it had to be holy water from mel gibson's hot tub and that was my understanding maybe i missed something in the movie but um anyway um in the old days, it was like this two-tone system that was designed so even those hard of hearing would be able to understand what was going on in the world. Um, is, is there a better way to let people know what's going on in the event of an emergency? Because I got to tell you, I'm not real impressed with this cell phone warning system. Uh, in fact, I intentionally put my telephone on, uh, I usually mute it when I'm on the air. Sometimes, though, as you guys know, I forget, and you'll hear with like somebody calling me off the air. I'm like, oh, geez, not now, not now. Who would be calling me? But uh, anyway, so yeah, that's the uh, that's the situation. Um, do, do you uh, just uh, honest to goodness? Do, do you um, pay attention to your um, emergency alert stuff? If, for example. Let's put this into practical terms, if we may. Um, do you pay attention? Like, if during the blizzard of 2022, prior to the blizzard hitting, what do you believe would have happened if Mark Polinkars or the National Weather Service had said, please activate EAS? And believe it or not, 
I have worked, uh, this goes back to the days working at the old radio station, which is now a sports radio station. Um, there were times, like with tornado situations, with tornadic weather, um, and sometimes I think with blizzard weather, where we were actually requested by a government agency to activate the emergency alert system. We may actually have even done it here, but we're only allowed legally to do it when authorized to do so by a governmental agency with the powers and the authority to ask us to do it and then to do it. Um, and and the other thing that always got me, too, about the emergency broadcast system when we were younger and now the emergency alert system, let's just say, okay, hypotheticals here, hypotheticals. Let's just say that NORAD picks up a massive Russian missile launch against the United States. We're talking multiple-tip ICBMs, okay, what are you going to do? What sense would it make? I don't mean to be all apocalyptic on you guys, but tell me something. What sense would it make? Let's say we have 15-minute warning. All right, Cuban Missile Crisis, we had five minutes warning. If the Soviets had launched missiles from Cuba, five minutes of warning, whether you were in Washington, D.C., Tampa, Florida, or just south of Seattle, Washington, five minutes warning. So let's just say... The civil defense tone went off saying America is under attack and this is um, this is not actually happening. This is an example. I want to be clear about that. But as a hypothetical only, if we were told that Russian missiles are on their way, you have 15 minutes. How many of you would actually know what to do? And more importantly, where would you go? Seriously, where would you go? When is the last time you saw a sign that said, fallout shelter, civil defense shelter? Uh, I haven't seen one of those in years. Fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, if we are ever attacked by Russia or China, there is no place for us to go anymore. Do you not understand that? Uh, as near as I can figure out from the reading I've done, the best, and maybe we've got some veterans or something who can uh, chime in on this, but the best thing you can do if you've got a basement is go into the basement and hope for the best. And even then, let's say you, let's say you survive the initial blast wave. There's also radiation, and there's also fallout. And the only thing you can do about fallout is put uh, material between you and the source of the fallout, which means you're going to be living in your basement for an indeterminate amount of time, which will probably make COVID seem like a walk in the park. We have absolutely zero civil defense capabilities in the United States of America if, God forbid, this country was under nuclear attack. And I happen to believe that's because anybody with any common sense understands that in the event America was under nuclear attack, we're all screwed. We're all going to die, if not sooner than later. And I'd rather die in the first one hundredth of a second than have a slow, lingering radiation death. I don't know about you, but uh, that's just me. Um, but we, we have no emergency preparedness. We don't have supplies of government cheese and water that are stored underground to sustain us during the period of nuclear winter. Um, now, granted, EAS is used for many things. It's used for blizzards, except for 22. It's used for um, 
It's, it's used for tornadoes, as I mentioned earlier. Hurricanes. It's used for hurricanes. Uh, they didn't activate. They didn't request us to activate it for the blizzard of 22, which I think was a horrible mistake. I've said so for quite some time now. Um, anyway, anybody, uh, you, do, you, do you have any thoughts on this at all? I'm, uh, I'm kind of curious. Um, and, and Tanner's even more curious. Um, I, I saw his ad on Craigslist, which was really um, unbecoming, I thought. But it's um, 8.03. Oh, Tanner, are you giving me that I'm going to HR look suddenly? After Stelliano took out his banana? You're going to give me that look? All right. Uh, 8.03, not literally. I mean, his actual Chiquita banana. 803-0930, star 930, like a seat on a bicycle, Tanner. Remember banana seat bicycles? No, you're too young. Um, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. When, when, when things hit the fan, like, what do you do? I mean, what seriously, what would you do if your cell phone ceased working? I mean... In the event of an EMP, electromagnetic pulse attack on America, you understand nothing's going to work, right? Twitter, I'm sorry, X isn't going to work. Facebook isn't going to work. Nothing is going to work. Everything is going to be knocked right out, and we're going to be living like the Amish, except I can't grow a beard. 803, not a full one, Tanner can. Apparently he has more testosterone than I. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. I personally think for the most part EAS is a waste of time. If you're talking about a national major catastrophe, maybe for a local situation I can see some value to it. But if America is ever under attack by nuclear weapons, you're screwed. Okay, we're all going to die. It's that simple. 803-0930, except the president, he'll be like in a mountain somewhere. And he won't know the difference anyway between being in a mountain and being in his bedroom. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here we go. Here we go. This is what I wanted yesterday. For the streets of Rome are filled with rubble. Aged footprints are everywhere. Yep, I've been on a Bob Dylan tear lately. Sorry, Bob. You almost think that you're seeing double. I have now numbered your days, apparently. On a cold, dark night on the Spanish stage. All right. 
right. Anyway, it's uh, Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. So, um, in the event of an actual emergency, tell me what you would do. Um, now, the emergency alert system just went off on your phone. Did it freak you out? Did it get your attention? Or did you miss it because your phone was on mute or vibrate? Um, I like to put mine on vibrate and repeatedly call myself, actually. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to uh, Dave in uh, Burgeon as he battles swamp water coming in over his boots filled with rattlesnakes. Uh, you're, on your, uh, you're on the air, Dave. Welcome to WBEN. Thank you, Tom. I have a big question because I turned one radio on to a 50,000-watt station in Rochester, and I also have WBEN on because I'm right in between the two stations. And then I actually turned on my television to the cable weather news, and the weather news, the screen went black. Hmm. Both the radios worked fine. My phone just had a little uh, digital uh, wording about the alert, but no noise. And I'm wondering, who do I contact if, like, for instance, my television alert didn't work? Well, my understanding, because we did not play over this radio station uh, unless people heard it in the background. We did not. We were not required to participate in this test of the emergency alert system. And I was watching TV just like you were. And apparently they weren't either. This was a, uh, a situation of, uh, of uh, 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 cell phone, cell phone only, I guess. Cell phone only. I'm not sure what they did on the internet. I was looking at my email. I didn't see anything. But this was a, uh, my understanding is it was a cell phone test. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I mean, I heard it on the radio station in Rochester. Right. They played it. And I thought I heard it on WBEN, but I'm not. Well, hold on a minute, because you know what? I, I don't have the log. Hey, Tanner, on, on our log, were we supposed to have played the EAS tone at 220? Because you're on top of that stuff. I, you know. It was not in the log, but it did go over the air. That's why oh, if you saw Al was air. in here with me, he was uh, supervising that. Oh, so, yeah, you know what? Because I didn't hear it because I had my headphones on and I was talking. So, yeah, we, we did have it over the air. I just, um, at the radio station, the IFB, I, I don't get sometimes what got, uh, what goes out over the air, but we, we did it. Um, why the station in Rochester did not, I do not know. Um, but primarily, uh, my understanding is that this was a test, uh, for the most part, of the newer technology, the cell phone technology. Um, that is, that's the best I can do off the top of my head. Uh, I wasn't expecting a call like this. I thought pretty much everybody was going to have um, the, uh, the, the same opportunity to ignore the test. Well... To answer your question, what would I do if I had 15 minutes to uh, prepare for an incoming? Um, I would grab a big can of red paint, and I would paint a great big target on my roof. <laughs> and, and okay, why is that? Because you know that in less than the time it takes to blink your eyes, you're going to be vaporized? Virtually, yes. Well, unfortunately, uh, I'm pretty sure Burgeon is not a top target of either the Chinese, the Soviets, or, for that matter, the North Koreans. 
Um, well, just just in case they wanted to be off a little bit, you know, in case they wanted to miss New York City a little bit, I, I just wanted to make sure they had a target to aim for. Well, un- unfortunately uh, for us, the ballistics technology uh, has improved to the point where instead of missing by half a mile, they now might miss by three feet, and that's over the span of uh, however many thousands of miles the launch takes place over. But, I mean, if you if you think about it, Dave, in the event of a nuclear exchange, uh, which sounds it was a very polite way of saying in the event of the end of the world, what the hell are you going to do? There's nothing you can do. I mean, exactly. what, you think you're going to go to Tops, Wegmans, or Aldi's and get food? Good luck with that because uh, they're going to probably be obliterated. Um, stuff in your house will be unusable. We have absolutely no civil defense program in America whatsoever for the civilian population uh, like we did way back when. And even way back when. Do you remember, Dave? Uh, and it's it's interesting because we took calls from people. I specifically got into the Cuban Missile Crisis of October 1962. It's 13 days, Robert Kennedy. And um, at that point, there were fallout shelters where people could go to avoid the fallout and those were stocked with like crackers cheese water that you could actually drink but just just ponder like what happened at the superdome during the hurricane and you get thousands of people in one space eating drinking excreting and that's presuming the sewer systems actually work after a nuclear attack you're going to be up to your ears in poo Exactly. And I remember when I was back in high school. Some of you might like that. Go down to to the basement, and there would be the big cans down in there, the civil defense cans that were filled with water. And then printed on the side, it said, can be used for human waste after it's been emptied. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Drink it up, and then you can fill it up. Oh my, okay, and that's enough of that excremental talk. I'm sorry I brought it up. But do, do you ever, I mean, seriously, I, I probably spend way too much time thinking about this. In the event of a nuclear exchange, a nuclear war between the United States, Russia, United States, China, United States, and now North Korea, thank you, Bill Clinton, um, in the event of that happening, we only are resp- the only thing we can do is look out for ourselves and then you have to ask yourself the existential question that maybe some of you asked during covid look what happened during covid the suicide rate skyrocketed the mental health situation deteriorated dramatically suicide rates as i mentioned they they went up can you imagine being cooped up in your basement to avoid fallout shelter month after month after month after month well to avoid fallout underneath a, a shelter I mean, frankly, I'm sorry. I'd rather die in the first blast like you. Right. I mean, if you were president of the United States, would you do anything to improve our civil defense or given the amount of time or the lack thereof? Because remember, uh, we operate on the nuclear triad system. You've got ballistic submarines, okay, which can offer a counterpunch. You've got airborne nukes like B-52s, nuclear-equipped that are always flying around, and you've got the ICBMs out in the prairie. So you've got a triad. So even if all of our bombers were taken down, even if all of our ICBMs were wiped out on the ground, we still have the submarines, and they'd at least get in a couple of licks. Yep. Oh, and by the way, 
they have the submarines too. Oh, yeah, that's an excellent point. In fact, <laughs> in fact, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, it was only because of a very brave Soviet military person that World War III did not start. The captain of the sub wanted to launch. He believed that his sub was under attack, and I, I think he could not reach Moscow, and he said, uh-oh, we need to launch, we need to counterpunch, and the second-in-command swallowed the key. Now, why they didn't eviscerate him... Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they didn't eviscerate him to get it out, especially given the Soviet Union of that era, but we came so close. And there have been other times where we've had close calls with nuclear war because of, like, 25-cent diodes. Exactly. So it, it's a very uncomfortable feeling. I mean, okay, let's just say that uh, President Biden or President Trump or President Herbert Hoover comes back from the dead and they're in the White House. Let's say they've got enough time to get to Mount Weather uh, or some protected structure. Okay, congratulations. You're now the president of what? A whole bunch of rubble and dead bodies. Yeah, you. Well done. Exactly. I mean, maybe... A few people in Cheyenne Mountain will survive for a little while. Yeah, for a little while. And I'm sorry, but what point is there in survival if there's no football? I mean... I'm sorry, but but we've been there before. Even COVID drove people crazy. An all-out nuclear war, forget about it. Yep, so that's why I want a big can of red paint and put a target on my roof. Well, um, better yet, the best way to make sure that something hits what you want it to hit is just wash and wax your car. And I guarantee that a bird flying at four miles altitude is going to peg your front windshield every time. Uh, my my, thank you for your call from Burgeon. How, how long? But let, quick question: Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, that there was a nuclear war. How long do you think you could actually last at your house, provided it wasn't totally destroyed and you actually had a basement to to serve as some kind of fallout shelter? I could probably last a year with what we have stored away uh, in the freezer. And, of course, if there's no electricity, the freezer is going right away. But Bingo. I've, you know, I've got a month's worth of, say, MREs and, and that sort of thing. And let's put it this way, a month's worth? Uh, can we be really honest? Um, you're going to have to stretch that into about a year's worth uh, because oh, yeah. there won't be any crops because there will be nuclear winter and the sun right. will not penetrate the dust that is raised by an all-out nuclear war. I mean, that's that's the one good thing about nuclear war. It's like the option that you really can't choose because if you do, you die first. And that was the whole ba- – or you're going to die eventually. That was the whole basis of the mutually assured destruction policy that we followed during the Cold War. The idea being nobody wants to first strike because even a limited second strike with the submarines is going to wreck your day. Exactly. All right, Dave. Uh, I, I appreciate your call uh, very much. Thank you. Um, I wonder how many of you listening in the military took part in some of the atomic testing that was done in the South Pacific or in the desert of the Southwest. I mean, talk about guinea pigs. I wonder how many of you are still alive. Maybe you had a father or a grandfather who did that. And it's just it's amazing to me to watch those old films. There's a movie called 
uh, Atomic Cafe or The Atomic Cafe. And all I can say is after watching that, I would just as soon be vaporized in the first strike and not know what hit me, like the fly that hit your windshield on the Youngman, you know? 803, uh, this is just lovely, uplifting talk, isn't it? Uh, Tanner, you, uh, you, you've turned a little green around the gills, my friend. What's up? Depressing the hell out of you? I mean, I should be used to it by now. I mean, that's, I mean, just watching the news anymore, you get, always get the latest in blood and guts and depressing topics. So it's nothing out of the ordinary, I suppose. Well, I mean, yesterday's was a real pick-me-up, breast cancer. Um, so 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. I mean, look, the EAS test in limited circumstances in a limited area for a manageable event, such as the blizzard, such as a tornadic situation, you know what? I can see it. But as far as if the, so, if the Russian nukes or Chinese nukes are coming in, what's the point of even telling the American people? Because we've got nowhere to go. We're all going to go to the metro rail? Good luck with that. Let's go to, uh, I was going to say traffic. Let's go to uh, Marty in Sheikdawaga. Marty, you're on WBEN. Did your phone go nuts at about 18 minutes after 2? Oh, I had that disabled, Tom. Oh. The, the, the leader of the Progressive Street Gang. Hey, real quick. Progressive Street Gang. Dude, that is such a great title. That's like Mayfield Road Gang, <laughs> Purple Gang. I think you need ask gang your, colors, ask, personally. Ask, your, ask, ask our friend Captain uh, Butch, uh, Garcia's guy. Yeah. Tell you all about oh, I know it. Captain Butch quite well. Thank you. Actually, he does I not mean, like the name too. Butch. It's actually Eddie. No, I, we never called him that. Never, well, it, it was that, I got that from my dad. Uh, so my dad is to blame for that, but my dad mangled names as badly as I. So what's on your mind, okay, sir? Well, 1975, I was friends with uh, – he uh, worked for Sports Service. My friend Bobby, his mom and dad – ran the concession. So my first job at 15, we went to the auditorium. So eventually, you know, we stocked the beer coolers. You got the little toll carts that went up the cement ramps back and forth. But in the bowels and the depths of the auditorium, they had green civil defense commodes, empty barrels. There was no water anywhere, but they, these were just empty barrels. And they were stocked as far stuffed in, almost like an attic that you couldn't see. Hundreds of them all over the inside of the bowels of the auditorium. But, uh, you know, same thing. But they had them stored there in the Morrill Auditorium. Well, I mean, look, I'd like to hear hear from people who were children during the Cold War, the 50s and 60s, who, when they had the civil defense drills, went into the basement of the schools. I uh, I did, school 60. I, I, I kneeled down, put my head between my knees. School six, oh, yes, because in, in the event of a multi-kiloton nuclear blast, <laughs> putting your head between oh, your legs is definitely an effective uh, countermeasure. Yeah, sure, sure that, that, that'll, that'll do something. <laughs> but no, that was uh, good times. Matter of fact, a, a quick tangent. The very first day I went, I can say the last name. because No, but, no, please, please don't. Please okay. don't. Don't do this okay, to but, me. But, but, Dude, no, 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 no. No last names. All right, please. weekend we went there was the fog game when Philadelphia and the Sabres. It was May. It was so hot. They had the layer of fog on the ice. Yep. We had to rush around all the way up to find any stand. They had the big standing fans, you know, back then, the big, huge fans. We had to get our dolly cart. You know, we had a tow motor like the airport has, and we went and found all the fans, and we set the fans up down on the base, you know, right along the perimeter of the uh, the rink there. The didn't very didn't do any good. Didn't do any good. You also skated around with sheets on the ice. Remember that? Well, I just, all I know, that was a good run. Four years, man. Hey, all I got to say is how Rene Robert beat Bernie Perrant through the fog on that shot. I watched it a million times. I still don't see the goal going in. 
But that was a what a what a strange event that was. But no, it was cool. The auditorium was full of stuff like that. Um, back then, I, I, of course, I wish I would have pilfered a few and stored them and had a, like a collectible nowadays. So, yeah, but okay, too let's bad let's, Jack, let's too bad let's, Jack Dorsey from Twitter didn't know that. Well, he could have stocked up on that stuff. You but, know, uh, uh, Jack time, Dorsey does. <laughs> yeah, Marty, 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 Marty. Time, time out here. Time out, okay? You, you, are, you know what I'm talking about, right? Jack Dorsey from Twitter. He uh, analyzes goods every uh, weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't quite understand right. that. Okay. Um, I don't understand right. the mentality, but but I, right. I digress. Um, the, the fact of the matter is you say, well, I wish I would have kept some of those as a collectible. Dude. That is the biggest mistake people make when they want to have a decluttered, minimalized lifestyle is they think like that. They think, well, I should hold on to that. That might be worth money someday. You know what I've been doing the past couple of months? I've been throwing stuff out right and left. I know. I I, I follow you. But my cellar's full of stuff. I was just over on Grand Island at my sister's farm trying to sell stuff Saturday. I sell on eBay. I gave up on Facebook Marketplace because it's totally brain dead and everybody's a window shopper. So, yeah, I know what you mean, man. I got a load going to the AMVETS coming up right now. Oh, good for you. Good for you. All right, man. Well, you right. you help out the AMVETS. And... You want to buy some old albums? Dude, no. I'm unloading <laughs> stuff. I'm getting rid of stuff. Led Zeppelin four, man. Dude. Michael Jackson's Thriller. I, you know I'm what? Right at it. I'm sure somebody out there who's a vinyl freak is going to be more than happy to buy those. You take it to a store. Make sure you get fair market I value know. for it. That's but okay. you have no idea the stuff that I've unloaded just in the past week. Ask the UPS store. They're sick of seeing me. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, I've been selling on eBay for 20 years. I'm, on, I'm about everything. I know all about it. Well, okay, but uh, being a gigolo, sir, is technically against the law, and uh, you could actually be cited with uh, some charges that you'd rather not have in the no. paper. Okay, just so I got a, I got a lady here that uh, shakes her head. Said, what do you bring that home for? Well, if I can get ten or five bucks for it, I'll try. Because no, you got a mean. good, you've got a good lady. Let, let me take a wild guess. Wild guess, Polish. No, 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 not at all. No, what is she? Even though we do live in Chicago, Vegas. But what? What is she? Of us are Polish. What is she? Huh? Everything? Maiden name was Johnson. So oh, that's also exactly a lot. Sure. All right, maybe Irish, English, uh, possibly Swedish, depending on whether they copied it right in the manifest to, at the point of departure. I'll have to check into that. Um, yeah, I've been okay. with her 20 years. So. All right. You've, you've been with her but 20 no, years, uh, and you don't know her ancestry. Okay. That was a good gig, though. Working at the auditorium four years. Yep. That was great. Oh, I would she imagine. did it all. And uh, Jim Lorenz, uh, I, I I was so sorry for the bat that Jim Lorenz killed during that era. Um, you know but, what? I have a pair of ice skates from Jim Lorenz. Uh, Jim Lorenz is truly a wonderful, wonderful guy. I thought he was an excellent color commentator for the Buffalo Sabres, and I thought he got a raw deal. When Frankie Christie was a trainer, and Ripper, Ripper put 50 years in there, wow. we actually got our ice skates sharpened. I had sticks whenever I wanted them. We took coffee supplies up. We filled up. The locker room. I walked in and out during the French Connection era. Like, hey, yeah, and, yeah, hey I, I know. I, I even gig. know the security code for to get into the arena if I really had to. But thank you very much, Marty. Right, I appreciate man, the no, call. Like I said, they uh, they took advantage of that big place. Uh, yes, right, they have a good day, Tom. Uh, it's always a it's always a good day in my world. It's a beautiful day outside. I don't know where this weather was in July. Remember being out in July at a local golf course slash entertainment center with a blanket on us because we were freezing. Uh, not not today though. A little bit warm. Tanner, are you okay in there? 
because I'm starting to sweat bullets, my man. Oh, that's why I wore just the uh, the tank top underneath here. My- yeah, and I wish I would have worn a tank. I thought I had a tank top on underneath this. I screwed that up. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.